What's up and welcome to the Espresso with Aaron and Sarit podcast. This is the show where you go for the tips, tools, and the life hackeries to lose weight, gain confidence, and create a life that you are excited to wake up for. Get ready for some tough love conversations that will change your perspective from destructive to productive. We are your hosts, Aaron and Sarit. And we're on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same movement, nutrition, and lifestyle habits that have transformed ours. Hello and welcome to another episode of Espresso with Erin and Sarit. And today we're going to be talking about how to lose weight without losing your social life. How to lose weight without losing your social life. Okay, because you know damn well as good as we do that when you're trying to lose weight but you also want to go to happy hour, things get a little dicey, right? So how do we do both? That's what today's conversation is about. Whether you are a happy hour type of person or not, this conversation goes beyond this. Fill in happy hour with whatever your jam is. Maybe it's like holiday events. Maybe you have like game night every Friday or there's like pizza nights or girls nights or whatever nights or days or afternoons or breakfasts. Anybody besides me, by the way, ever eat ice cream for breakfast? Do you? I have before. I don't, but I have. Yeah, sure. Well, most people start their day with a dessert. A donut or a croissant or a pastry or a scone. Okay. For anybody who is in the chat, drop in the comments how long you've been in our community. And prior to the ES Army, if you had a dessert for breakfast, what was your dessert of choice? Pumpkin scone. Yeah, let's Okay, see. what's yours? Okay, what's yours? So, I mean, my breakfast has evolved as follows. It started with a dessert. Okay, but what? So, if you don't know this, I grew up in Israel, and in Israel we have this incredible cereal that I almost feel sorry for anybody who hasn't tried it before. Kariot. Yes. It is called kariot, which stands for pillows. It is shaped like a pillow, and it is a, you know, it, it's almost like a wafer on the outside, and on the inside it's like chocolate nougat. And if any, if anybody has had like oatmeal squares, it's like the outside is like that same shape. It's like a square puffy, but it's not oatmeal. So it's like sturdier, but it's, it's it's, wheat. It's not super soft though. Like a wafer, like it's not like flaky. Right, 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 right. It's kind of hard. Yeah. And like, I would warm it up for 20 seconds. So it'll get just soft enough, but not, but the milk will still stay cold. Um, and it was so good. I would used to have, I, I would have two bowls of that. And then my breakfast, and then my breakfast evolved to, so when we moved to Jamaica, um, 
we got introduced to those um, American muffins that are, are like massive. Oh, like the Costco size. Yes. Chocolate, chocolate, chip. Yes, but the ones that come in like in single serve, like in a bag. And oh, I would same. get and I would get the chocolate chocolate chip one for sure. So double it, delicious. It used delight. to be that and a glass of orange juice for breakfast. You would have chocolate chocolate chip with orange juice. Yes. And hey, well, hold on. To Sarit's defense, if you ever had one of those chocolate oranges at like Christmas time, you know the ones where you opened in the foil and then you go bang and then. Oh yeah, I think I think we tried it. And your um, parents' home. Don't Chocolate know. orange. Yeah. It's good. It's legit. And then I started dieting. <laughs> so once I started dieting for cereal, I would have Special K, of course, with skim milk. Less um, calories. Yeah. yeah. And on the weekends, I would have granola with skim milk. Okay. Um. Okay, so let's let's move to today's topic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so I want to know from you guys. How, I saw how, bear, has, how I has your dessert breakfast evolved? Well, you asked them what their go-to was. So they I saw bear claws, I saw donuts, I saw not much of a dessert person, but I've had pizza for breakfast. Me too. Uh, I've totally had pizza for breakfast, chocolate chip muffins, golden grams. Most cereals, like most mainstream cereals are desserts. Yeah, I don't know what golden grams and bear claws are. Golden grams? Oh, yeah. golden grams are good. Bear claws a donut. It's like a massive. Oh, that yes. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, 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 whether you are a happy hour person or not, this goes beyond happy hour. Actually, drop HH if you're a happy hour person, because my prediction is that the ES crew we ain't so much about happy hour. We like to go to bed early. I mean, but okay, substitute happy hour for drinks. Okay, like just drinks for anything, anything of, social. Yeah, social. I mean, anything social is usually revolved like there's food around, right? There's food or drinks or both around or snacks or something, right? Something physically consumable and digestible. Snacky snacks, snacks, snacks. Okay. Snacky snacks. So the first thing that you should know. A big misconception that's floating out there in the ether is that being social and getting ahead of your goals is impossible. And I share this with you because- Can I say it another way too? Yeah. In order to reach your body transformation goals, you have to give up the things that you have fun doing, which often includes being social. Or- Stop going to, you know, like social gatherings. I'm pretty sure that's what it means to not be social. Okay. Well, you said stop like giving up things that are fun. Okay. I, I guess I just thought about you guys. Get it. Yeah. So that, that is a big misconception. And the reality is, is that yes, you can have it both. And there are a couple mechanical things that go into it. And also the other thing to remember is that there is also a process. Okay. Mm. Because we have to consider the mechanical stuff in terms of food. And we also have to consider the process stuff 
with regards to other people. Yeah. Okay. So do you yeah. want to begin by talking about some of the mechanical stuff and then we'll talk about the process? Yeah. Well, so one of the, I think let's go like um, a big part of like being social followed by like, how do we do it just better men? Right. Because yeah. if you've been in this community for a while, you know, but if you haven't, we're very, very big on progress over perfection. So better than is better than. So rather than thinking, oh, I can never go out anymore. Oh, I can never um, eat this or that, or I can't, you know, go to these restaurants or anything like that. It's more just how do I be better in that scenario? So one of the things, because uh, food and drink is, is kind of the, the topic of discussion here while being social, if there are drinks, one way that you can be better than and you're in choosing beverages is to just be consciously aware of the type of drinks that you're choosing rather than saying, oh, I'm just not going to drink. Now, this is talking about if we're starting out. Now, again, like Sarit said, there's a process or an evolution. So one place you start at in order to continue improving, the better thans also get to improve. Mm -hmm. So if we're just starting out, it is more of like a, instead of cutting drinks completely, I still want to enjoy myself and be part of the social gathering and everybody's drinking, then I'm going to choose a better than type of drink. So what are some options that they can choose that are better than so they don't have to feel guilty about participating in adult beverages? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it depends on what it is that you like to drink. So let's go over different categories. Let's say if you're a beer person, by the way, if you're a beer person, drop a beer. And what is beer? your favorite beer? Back in the day when I used to drink beer, I, I used to actually like really enjoy beer. Um, Wine, Wine Steffen, which is a German beer, was my absolute favorite. Um, so, you know, with regards to beer, a better than beer option is normally the IPAs or the beers that have a heavier alcohol volume are also the beers that are more dense. So, you know, like go for a lighter beer, for example, or a stout okay so that's thing number one with regards for beer now you know a lot of people can say or, or sometimes a progression could be oh instead of beer do cider because because cider does not have any gluten something that's really important to consider with regards to cider is that most of the ciders out there are actually fully loaded with um, added with added sugar also, if you're a beer person, because maybe you like the bubbly, nowadays, um, there's a lot of these like spiked like seltzers and stuff that can definitely be a better than option as well, because it's, it's got lighter alcohol volume and also, um, you know, less processed carbs. Okay, so that's thing number one. If you're a wine person, um, you know, of course, the sweeter wines like the Moscatos, that sort of thing, 
they have a higher sugar volume, you know, going for, you know, the lighter options like the Pinot Grigio instead of the Riesling or, you know, like the Pinot Noir instead of the, um, whatchamacallit, Moscato, that could be a better option. And, you know, with regards to like bubbly going for like brute champagne rather than a Prosecco, right? Like little things like that will make a difference. Um, and then, of course, with regards to, you know, like cocktails and or alcohol, something that you want to make sure of. N number one, if you like always take a look at the menu and, you know, make sure that a cocktail does not have anything along the lines of triple sec or, or simple syrup. Um, agave is fine. If it does have agave, go for a light agave. Um, and then, you know, with regards to whatever mixers, like what, what are you putting? For example, like, you know, if normally a person, let's say orders a vodka cranberry, Maybe instead of vodka cran, go for vodka club soda splash of cran, right? Like things like that, that reduce the overall intake of the added sugar will go a long way. Okay? I, want, I want to put into perspective how far making a, a simple change like that will go. So let's say, by the way, like one of our go-tos whenever we would, we would go out and have a drink, which is very rare nowadays, um, but still there is usually some kind of clean margarita. If there's agave, we'll do light agave. Otherwise, otherwise it's like extra lime, tequila, splash of club, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um, and also one, one more thing to note, opt for the clear liquors rather than the darker ones. The darker ones normally have a sugar content along with it. Um, so just something to know. So let's say we did a, a simple, let, let's take a, a mimosa, for example. Mm -hmm. Let's take a mimosa with orange juice and with Prosecco mm -hmm. versus like a drier champagne and less orange juice. Mm -hmm. So still the same drink, just a little bit different, a little bit better. Now, let's say with the, with the OJ, grams of sugar-wise, if we did half, how many grams do you think we would take it down from two? Well, it all depends on how much OJ are we putting. Okay, let's say um, so let's an, an ounce. Okay. So like a shot. So let's see. How much, how much sugar is in an ounce of OJ? So let's look at tra pecana orange juice by the way juices in and of itself just have a shit ton of um added sugar the just so you know the reason i used this drink is because i think it's very common and it's also uh, very social and it yeah. is also a juice with an alcohol which is very common even if it's not a mimosa juice with alcohol or soda with alcohol so an ounce, let's just, just for the sake of the example, mm -hmm. let's just say there's like, what would you say? Four grams of sugar, five grams of sugar in an ounce, maybe? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Four or five grams. Let's say four for simplicity. 
And then we're going to take two grams of sugar off of that. Okay. So we're going to go half. So say we're going from four grams of sugar per drink to two. Let's say you have three mimosas, two mimosas, but just say two mimosas or two typical drinks that have juice and alcohol in them twice per week. So let's say four total per week, which is more than what some people do, but a lot less than what other people do. So let's say we have four drinks total each with we're doing, we're going, we're down to two grams of sugar. So we're at eight grams of sugar, 52 weeks out of the year times 52. That's 416 grams of sugar throughout the year. Wow. Times that by four, because every gram of sugar has four calories. That's 1664 calories throughout the year. That's about that, a pound. that is about a half of a pound. So if we were to double that, now you can take your own unique situation. Maybe you don't consume that much. Maybe you consume more and you can decide for yourself. I just wanted to put it into perspective for how much a small change really does add up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because, and it's like, yeah, throughout a year, a half a pound, oh, big deal. The problem is that if we try to make big changes, we often don't stick to them. So we don't fulfill that anyway. If you make a small change that's so subtle that it's not really difficult for you, then you know you can keep up with it. And then let's say two years down the road, three years down the road, you've done this times three. That's now a pound and a half. Okay, cool. Still not a big thing, but guess what? Monumental changes in your body do not happen without incremental shifts. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's perspective on that. Yeah. I mean, and I want you to think about the biggest misconception about, you know, like body transformation is that it needs to happen quick because a lot of times we tend to focus on it on like, we want to get serious when the deadline is aggressive when the reality is, is that when you do it right, like, yes, you can be aggressive. However, an, an aggressive approach to start with is not going to lead you to ultimate freedom. So you do want to think in, in terms of long term. So, for example, if you were to simply apply that small tweak over a lifespan, that is basically a 20 pound difference in a matter of 20 years, just with that small tweak. Like, think about it. If a person was to change nothing else but that, they can literally sell themselves 20 pounds. Is it any wonder why, you know, the older people get, the more you the, the bigger their waistline gets? It's because even if not much was to change, small changes over time, for better or for worse, right? Like, creates a long-term impact. And that goes for, you know, the opposite direction as well, right? Like with regards to gaining muscle, with regards to reduced metabolism, right? That's why, like, you know, people from their 20s to their 30s to their 40s to their 50s to their 60s look different. And that's why it is always important when you play the game right, when you actually know how to play the game, that you know, you maintain your body composition and your figure 
because it is incremental steps. And I'm, I'm also going to throw out a word that we just, we have to take into consideration. Incremental sacrifices are going to lead to long, long-term results. And everybody wants the ag- aggressive byproduct without the incremental sacrifices. But even if you think of an incremental sacrifice, doesn't feel like a sacrifice. No. And that's the beauty of it because it's not a big deal. Did you guys know that uh, as of July 9th, 2022, by the way, this is from Google. So take it or leave it. I don't really know the yeah, um, but what, what article um, average what alcohol consumption among Americans. I don't know the efficacy of this. So, so take it with a grain of salt, but 494 drinks per year per average American, which is nine and a half per week. That's awful. I mean, it, it is what it is. I don't know. It's awful to you. That's to some people, that's just life, right? Yeah. And to some people that that's also a progression. However, from, from a standard of living standpoint, if our average is 10 servings of alcohol, I'll tell you that Let's say even if it's nine we are compromised. times an average We're compromised. Of, of like 160, 160 calories per drink, right? Per week, that's 1440 per week times 52 weeks. That's 74,000, almost 75,000 calories divided by 3,500 calories in a pound. That's like 20 pounds. That's 21 pounds. Yeah. In a year. Callie, what do you think about that, Callie? So even if somebody literally cut it in half, not even stopped, that's 10 pounds in a year Mm Yeah. without doing anything else. So that's just for context, perspective, understanding, whatever, that doesn't put everybody into one single box that just helps you understand um, some kind of gauge. Yeah. Cool? Okay. The other thing, we eat out a lot. It's part of our social life right? Going to dinner with family, birthdays, whatnot. So one thing that Sarit and I do all the time is if we're going to a restaurant, we always look at the menu before we go to the restaurant and we plan ahead and we figure out what are we going to get? If it's just us, we don't really think about what are we going to get first, but we do look at the menu to make sure, Hey, there's things that we can pick. But if we're going with other people, I know for myself, I want to make sure I know what I'm getting before I arrive that way, when everybody's socializing at the table at the beginning, I don't have to try to hurry through a decision to make. I already know what I'll be getting. So I can socialize when the waitress comes or whoever I'm like, I'm I'm good. And I don't have to make a last minute. Yeah. And you, and most importantly, it's not even about the speed of the decision. It's the informed decision right? It's, it's because it is intentional, you know, that it, it, it matches your needs and wants at the same time. And you did that yesterday. Mm-hmm. If you guys watched Thursday's Espresso, you know that both of our parents are um, staying with us right now. And yesterday we went for a beach walk followed by um, getting some food and you know everybody was throwing out ideas and you know like come on we go we get mexican or oh we get we get sloppy joe let's get chinese 
And, and, you know, like Erin took charge because she knew what our standards were. And she said, okay, if I know that wh whichever place we pick, they have decent options that are in alignment with our lifestyle and our goals. And enough variety for everybody to choose something that they're satisfied with. Yeah. We went to Thai. Thai slash sushi. So it was good because there was a million different options. Yeah. Um, anywho, another thing that I was thinking about is not being afraid to ask questions about what things are on the menu. Sometimes we get this weird, like, oh, somebody's going to judge me or this is a stupid question or people like you are probably the most particular person I ever order with. Mm -hmm. I want I want this, but I want none of this. And I want like this. And I would like to have this on the side. And can I get double that? Like there's like 19 modifications to the meal and somebody could easily discourage her from doing that by being like, gosh, like, why do you have to be so difficult? Like in those type of comments that we were going to talk about on Thursday, right? The naysaying type comments that are like, why do you have to be so complicated? Like, oh gosh, hurry up. Like it's inconveniencing people at the table or somebody else is embarrassed because of what she's asking and how particular she wants to be. Like you're at a restaurant paying for a service, paying for a food. Like in America, we do have a privilege and a blessing to be able to get things the way that we want them. And so, um, you know, life will give you what you demand out of it. And if you don't demand anything out of your life, you get whatever you're given. Mm -hmm. So another thing too is to stand strong in what your own personal standards are. And if you need to ask a question about something or if you need to make modifications to something to not feel embarrassed about it, to not feel ashamed about it, to know that like what's going in my body is very important to me. And if I have the privilege and the benefit and the blessing of making it the way that I need it to be for my standards, then shoot, I'm going to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you why I do that. And, you know, if I know that I'm going to be extra to a wait to a waiter or a waitress, you know, for one, can I please ask this entire community <laughs> to be kind to you, to, to servers? I, I myself used to be a server for a long, long time. And one of the things that break my heart is that people treat servers like servants. Just because they're serving you does not mean that they owe you anything. And I believe that the attitude that you have towards the person is also going to determine the quality of service that you're going to get in return. 100%. So if I know that I'm going to be extra, the first thing that I'll say is, hey, just so you know, I'm going to come at you with a bunch of questions and I really appreciate you, you know, taking the time to answer them. So, you know, I if there's anything that's unclear or anything that I believe should be emphasized that is not emphasized based on what I know, I make sure to answer, to ask all these questions to make sure that my decision is as informed as possible. And the reason why for me it's important is because I believe that whenever you go out to eat, there should be an intention behind it. Most people don't live this way because most people don't make it a point to learn the life habits necessary to take care of themselves. I believe that learning how to cook is an essential skill for life. So Erin and I do not depend on restaurants for nutrition. And I believe that the same thing should go for you. You should not depend on other people 
to take care of your nutrition because then you're letting other people control what's going on in your body, knowing that the state of this country is that 70% of this country is obese, okay? Which means that if you're letting somebody else who has lower standards than you probably take care of your food, then you're now lowering your standard by default, okay? I will tell you that every single restaurant that we go to, I think there's probably only one restaurant whose standards are equally as high as ours. And that's why, well, they have high standards. No, there's one that has higher standards. Who? And that's why every time we go to that place. Yes. Good Anya in Encinitas, Uh, California. Good Anya. That place was created for a reason. And that's why we go there all the time because it is literally in full alignment. If you look back in our espresso episodes, actually, I believe we interviewed the owner, Chris, is her Mm -hmm. name, Mm -hmm. if I remember right. Yeah. 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 Super high standards, all locally sourced food, super clean. Yeah. It's all intentional. Yeah. So anyways, I share this with you because I believe that eating out should be intentional, right? So like for us, whenever we go out to eat, it's, it's to get an experience. And the reason why it's important, in my opinion, to, you know, make sure that you make an informed decision, because I know that for me, if the decision that I make with regards to what I put in my body is not informed, I will have regrets. And Mm. therefore, I will not I will not be present in that experience. And I would also um, resent that experience. And I don't know about you, but I believe that life is too short to live in resentment. I believe that life is way too short to, you know, live in regret. And you know what? If it takes an extra minute out of my time to ask all of my questions, then be it, right? Like life is a give and take. So just, you know, especially if you feel like, oh, I feel bad for asking questions. No, you're the consumer, You should always get all the information that you need before making any decision. You talked about resentment. So I'm going to take a little golden nugget and then put it, it's going to be a little side nugget. If you ever feel resentment, it's because you didn't uphold a boundary or a standard that you set for yourself. You broke the boundary. Now you feel resentful. And unfortunately, it's usually means that somebody else is the punching bag of your resentment. When you are the one that broke a boundary. Oh, that's when you are the one that let down your standard that you had previously set for yourself. So there's a little little golden side nugget you can have there. Uh, Okay, the third one we'll talk about. The third big, big one is um, like having friends that are also active and everything doesn't have to always be around food and drinks. So there's a great time and place for food and drinks, right? Like Sarit said, talking about it being an experience and having an intention to it. And for anybody who's like going to think to themselves now that every time they go out through the drive-thru, this is an experience, stop. Um, (laughs) I'm having an experience because I'm short on time. Stop it. Okay. So um, having friends that are active, having friends that like to get out and do things and move their body and everything doesn't have to be around food and drinks is super important because we talk a lot about environment and the people you surround yourself are part of your environment and you will become similar to those that you are constantly around. It's a law of something. I don't know, but it's the truth. 
that the more time you spend around certain people, the more you all will become similar to one another. And I'll tell you the most dominant, uh, the most dominant standards or personalities or traits will become the ones that most people end up becoming like. So in that group or that, you know, circle, circle. Yeah. So if you've ever like come to one of our live events, one of our in-person events, which I think we're planning on doing toward the end of the year, I don't really know. Anywho, if you've ever been to one of our in-person live events, you know, it is not hard to stay on track with your goals. Why? Because you know, you're going to be moving your body because you know that any of the food that we order is going to be per hour standards, which are high standards. And you're going to be around people that understand you and are not going to force you or tempt you or pressure you into doing anything you don't want to do because this is our community, right? So your environment really matters. So if you currently, this is going to be hard for, I, ho I hope it's not hard for anybody to hear, but if it is, it's out of so much love and compassion from me is if you have lazy friends, you're going to be lazy because anytime you guys all hang out, nobody wants to do anything but sit around. Right. Yeah. So like, not that you have to ditch your old friends, but like maybe consider getting more new ones or joining some kind of like, if you're in our Facebook group, that's amazing. You're putting yourself in an environment where people are that way. People are active. People are increasing their standards. We all are trying to get better. We all are working on having better attitudes and improving ourselves. And that's a great environment to surround yourself with. If it's local to you, even better. If there's some kind of group, I don't know, Sunday paddleboarding or you know, whatever the activity is, bowling, I don't know, something where there's movement, there's activity to surround yourself with people who not everything has to do with eating and drinking all the time. Yeah. And this is where the process piece goes into place because we love people and I believe that if you're a good person, you, you want to make peace with people. You don't want to make enemies. Uh, let, uh, well, I like to rephrase it in a positive manner. You know, like. You want people to feel cared about. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You, so you're not you going to say, I can't hang out with you anymore because. Right. And. Because we become who we surround ourselves with. It, it's a process of reaching up, raising standards, and also understanding how much you're going to tolerate from those who drag you down. Something really cool, though. It, it's kind of like a, a this type thing. At least that's how it's been for, for I'll, I'll give you just give me 20 <laughs> seconds. You know, at least that's how it's been for me. Like, I'll tell you, like most of the people, like I used to go out to bars and like drink all the freaking time. Right. And especially like, you know, this is not like, you know, if you're LGBTQ, I believe that like a lot of like lesbian and gay events or whatever it may be, Drinking. you know, are, are, 
Well, it's probably not just like lesbian or gay. I think it's just an adult <laughs> thing, right? But it's like when, Festivals. you know, meeting people, right? Especially maybe something that has to do with dating. There's a lot of alcohol involved. And when you are in this scene, like you want to be known, you know, like you're going to be surrounded by a lot of alcohol and it's really easy to want to drink more. So like, I'll tell you, I used to drink every single weekend. I used to party really freaking hard. However, my environment has shifted. It didn't happen overnight. And I didn't tell, you know, like people who I used to like go out to drink with literally every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, I can't be friends with you because you drink alcohol. It doesn't happen this way. But when you audit your environment, especially disconnection is going to matter. Sometimes confrontation will have to take place. Now, the hardest form of confrontation is confrontation that needs to happen within our home. And that's why I say it's a process. Mm. Yeah. And that's why it's also really important to make sure that you don't go through it alone because left to your own devices, I believe that it's really easy to get manipulated by a friend, by a person that you love, right? Because they know you and they know like what touches your feelings and they can say something that like really strikes a chord, right? So it's always good to have a voice of reason, especially when you know that something is a challenge. And that's why it's also really important to immerse yourself with people who've gone through that. So that I know that a bunch of people in our community, they've gone to a point where they've made strides so far where there was no longer alignment with certain people that were in their environment, maybe even their home. And, you know, again, like in order for you to go from point A to point B, like you're going to need to give up the spot that you're currently in. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, like a separation needs to happen, but like when you are heading in the right direction, expect your social community to shift. And I believe that that is probably one of the biggest things to overcome, especially for women. I believe that it is the emotional attachment to food because what a lot of people don't realize is that sometimes or most times when we're emotionally attached to our foods and drinks, it's because there's something deeper that we need to cope with and that we need to learn to gain control over so it doesn't own us and we can stay clear in the first place. And I think the, the other piece to it, it is the, you know, social component of, you know, like how do I gather the courage to reach up to the people that I'm inspired by that could potentially really help me and also, you know, start setting boundaries and continually set boundaries with those that could potentially hold me back. Yep. Um, our buddy Bedros uh, calls it 20 degrees of separation. Yeah. When you are in, this is when Sarit's talking about how it's happened to some people in our community where you make changes to your own life and, you know, the hardest one is a significant other because you're so close to them. You have a connection with them. You have history with them. And if you start to improve you in general and you start making these changes to your life that you feel amazing about, 
but they, they have, you know, it goes two ways. One way is they don't make any changes. So you both are right here and you start making changes. And now the lifestyle you're creating is not what it was here, but there still is. So they either don't make any changes. And if there's too much separation, if there's too many degrees of separation between what you guys are commonly interested in, it's not going to work. It's either going to be a miserable relationship that you stay in, or you're not going to stay in it. You grow together or you grow apart. Other thing that happens is grow together. You start making changes and then they're inspired by the changes that you've started making. They can see the positive results that are happening in your life. And they are like, okay, cool. Well, I mean, like I'm, I guess like, let me start making some of these changes too. And you grow together. Right. Yeah. So those are the two, but if there's a bigger separation here, it's going to be a really challenging if it, if it even holds together. Now, hold on. Other thing is you can be a source of inspiration and encouragement to your group of friends in the same way. Yeah. So if you are wanting to keep your friend, maybe you've had these friends since you were like in high school and your BFFs, you've been forever, but you both know that you're both unhealthy. You both always try to go on a diet and lose weight at the same time. You both always kind of struggle and then quit. And then the circle continues. I don't know, but I think it's very common. And so if you, you know, end up making real lasting changes and then that friend, like you can encourage them and inspire them, maybe come with, to come with you to the gym or whatever. And in the moment where you both usually quit, you don't, you can bring them with you. Mm -hmm. And that is the most beautiful thing ever because the ripple effect of how not only you inspired them, but how they then could potentially inspire somebody else. Yeah. And it goes. So the magnitude of you sticking to your commitment to better yourself, your physical body, your internal body, any of it can have a massive ripple effect that you don't even understand. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, with, with regards to going through that process, I want you to know there is an art behind it. And that art is called, you know, the, the strategy that you're following through with. Well, I guess that's the science component of it. The art is communication. And that is a complete, like, I, maybe one day we should just have a course about it. But, you know, like, how can you be the cause of transformation and enlighten people? Because, you, you know, we have to consider the fact that based on personality types, 70% of society is going to freak out by any change that you make. It's like, if you start to change your diet, start to change your patterns, they're going to freak out. But how, how do we set the stage in an enlightening way that, you know, like reduces the tension? Of course, by the end of the day, we cannot control how other people respond. However, we can control how we set the stage up for it. 
you know what I mean? And that too is an art in and of itself. And, you know, I wish the school system would teach that. But I'm reading your guys' comments and I love this. Like when you have, Natasha said, you know, I was fussing last week, husband brought fudge and zebra cakes. Um, what is a zebra cake? I don't know. I imagine it being like some kind of striped chocolate vanilla cake. Anywho. Um, and, you know, some, it made me think about, I don't know if this is the case, so this is not specifically about this comment, but what it made me think about is the other scenario in a, in a significant other or a spouse relationship, where if we go back to you both being here and you start to make changes in your life and they actually try to sabotage you without even consciously being aware that they are trying to sabotage you because it makes them feel better. And it makes them feel less pressure to make changes in their life. Yeah. They'll bring shit into the house on purpose. They'll make comments on purpose. Maybe not even understanding that they are trying to sabotage you because they're, they're likely not even aware of themselves if that's what they're doing. Um, but it happens in its real life. And so it's something to pay attention to. Um, and then also that would be another conversation a, a finesse type conversation that you want to have is like why somebody would not want you to be better is because it makes them feel insecure about themselves not being better or not wanting to be better mm -hmm. it's reality yeah anything else you like somebody said something to you the other day that made you question a couple of things about you. And we had a really good conversation about how what somebody says to you is not a reflection of you. It is a reflection of what internally that person is experiencing and you have no idea. And then what we came to find out it is it was exactly that. It was exactly that. Yeah. It's just, you know, and, and, and this, again, this is, going back to communication, words are powerful, you know, and somebody can have the best intentions. However, if the message lands the wrong way, and I'm grateful that I'm extremely self-aware that I'm this far along in my journey, even though I will tell you, it fucking hit me hard. And it happens with it us. It hit me hard. Like Friday, like I bawled during my workout. Do you, do you know how much like, in, in how much um, emotional pain or triggered you must be to, to be able through a high intensity workout to literally just have tears come out three times. And then afterwards, I just like, I was yapping for like 10 minutes. And I'm, I'm yeah. grateful for, you know, like to have such a supportive partner that, you know, Aaron coached me through it. And, you know, Friday was a great day. But it even happens with us. We have wonderful intentions. I go to sleep so good every night because I know my heart and how I wake up to serve people and the effort that I put into doing that. But even sometimes our message doesn't land. Even sometimes people are offended by what we say. Even sometimes we're bold enough to speak about what we stand for and what we believe to be honestly true and genuine and authentic to us and people don't like it. And I really believe that in this world, when you inside, when you can lay your head on your pillow every single night and know 
I what I'm a good human and I did everything that I could do today to make something better, whether it's myself, my community, the the country, my you know, state, whatever it is. And you know that you had the greatest intentions for every move that you made that day. 100% of people are not going to agree with you. 100% of the people are not going to like what your hair looks like. 100% of the people are not going to like the way you smile or how your teeth are structured. 100% of the people are going to think that you said, um, too many times. 100, like, sorry, not 100% of the people are not going to appreciate your ums. Like it's just impossible. But I very, very firmly believe that everything happens on purpose. And so even when somebody's offended, I truly believe that that person needs to feel that in that moment for whatever reason it benefits their life for. Yeah. So anywho. Yeah. And this another is the power side of a nugget. supportive community, right? Like in those moments, who's got your back? right? Like shoulder to crime. So we hope you found a lot of value in today's conversation. And check this out. If you know that, you know, wait, wait, before you go, I don't know what you're going to say, but I, I want you to stay for this. Sometimes I feel like people are going to like click out of here when they think we're going to end. We're doing a challenge. I don't know if this is what you're going to say, No, but where we have a challenge coming up and it's going to start on the 24th of this month. And it's going to be a challenge we've never done before. It's going to be amazing. It's free. It's five days. And go to the email that we sent about this video that we did live. I don't remember what the subject line is, but it came from Emuna Strength. So check your spam, check your promotions folders I can or your you inbox what or whatever. Sarit will tell you what the subject line is so you can actually search for it. At the bottom, there's a PS. And in that PS, there's a link you can click on to sign up for the free challenge that we're going to be doing starting the 24th. It's called the Spring Leaning Challenge. Because if I have anything to do with it and Sarit has anything to do with it, y'all are going to feel better than you feel right now by the time summer gets here. Okay. That is our vision for you guys. Because we know that when it comes time for a bathing suit, the first thing that we think about is... How do I look in that bathing suit? How do I feel? Well, I, I put it in the in my folders and on my phone. I don't know how to open it. It says live now, how to socialize without sabotaging your weight loss. Okay, great. The other thing that I want to share with you is if you know that enhancing your social life and harmonizing it with your goals is something that you want help and you, you want to be coached on just in the chat, go ahead and drop coach, coach me. And, you know, we will see whatever it is that you need help with. And, you know, like the first thing that I want you to remember is that please know that life is not an either or game. You do and can have it all. The first thing that you need to do is you need to open up your mind to that opportunity. And the second thing that you need to do is you need to surround yourself with people who can teach you how to do that and who walk that walk. And if Erin and I and our team have anything to do with that, we will make sure to do our best to help you harmonize your goals with 
your social life, it is a process. And sometimes there are trials and tribulations. And one thing is for sure is that you don't want to walk through it alone. Okay, so if you know that you want to optimize your environment, just go ahead and drop coach me in the chat. And perhaps somebody on our team can, one of our coaches can see how they can help you out with that. Or maybe Aaron and myself, we're here to help you. We love you guys. We believe in you. So actually, I've done this for the last couple of weeks, and it's going really amazing, and people really are enjoying it. I've opened time in my calendar. I don't know if you also, but mm -hmm. um, I've opened time in my calendar to have conversations with people. Um, I, I know how I, I have talked to hundreds, if, if, not, if not close to 1,000 or more people. Um, and what I know is that I can only help you as much as you want to help yourself. So I'm open my calendar so that I can schedule time to have conversations with you because I genuinely want to help you figure out what do you do with your unique scenario? Where do you go? And so if you're new here or you haven't watched for the last few episodes and you are interested in doing something with us and working with us to some capacity, or it, you're at least open-minded to if our conversation goes a direction where I, I truly genuinely believe that one of our programs or, or coaching scenarios will work best for you, that I make that recommendation and you're open to that, then please, please like send me an email, Aaron at Aaron and Sarit.com. You're going to put it here. Um, I've had several conversations over the last couple of weeks and it just lights me up. Like at the end of the day, I feel so good because I know that regardless of the direction of the conversation, I made an impact and it, it's just super fun to get to know you guys better. So Aaron, yeah, at yeah we love you guys. And you know, so today's actually, it, it's one of my, de my dearest friend's birthday. It's a very, very special day today. And I FaceTimed her at, you know, 630 and she was open up gifts. So then I just took a video and, you know, she's one of those people who just gets life that way. I believe that you do too. That's why you're in this community and we want to help you to implement your life in the way that you get it because you know, there's more out there for you. And, you know, I told her like, Life is too short for mediocre coffee, mediocre sex, mediocre relationships, mediocre anything. And if you know that you're currently living your life in a state of mediocrity because you have either settled or you just don't know how to play life in a way where your goals are being harmonized with whatever life it is that you want to create, then just go ahead and come and coach me. We're here to help you to create that. If you know that you love alcohol, shit, let's figure out a way to keep alcohol in your life. If you know that you love pizza, then shit, let's figure out a way to harmonize that. If you know that you currently have a big obstacle in the road, listen, it's time to confront it. What you resist persists. All that I know is that life is too short to be mediocre. And if today was your last day, shit, how the heck would you want to live it? You got to be responsible. But you also have to know that you only live once. Okay. So how do we marry the two? So good. Okay. So good. All right, you guys have a beautiful week. Have a beautiful day. Be great because that is what you came here to be. And we believe in you. 
And if there's anything that we can do to help you, to support you, to help you navigate through whatever situation you're going through, please shoot one of us an email. I put them both in the comments and we are here to help. Much love, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Sarit. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsarit.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review, wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Erin and Sarit. <laughs>